Good morning. It is September 11th, 2019. Hard to believe that uh, 18 years have passed since that fateful day in our nation's history. I remember it well, as do all of you who were alive at the time or of age at the time. And um, I'll never forget the morning. Talk about beautiful autumn days, a day much like this morning here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And at that time, I lived in um, the uh, Arlington area, just near the Pentagon. Uh, For those of you who are familiar with the Washington, D.C. commute in the mornings um, over the 14th Street Bridge, that is the way that I, I went to work on the hill. And on that particular morning, September 11th, 2001, I was running late. And um, I always had the Today Show on the television as I was getting dressed and, you know, grabbing coffee and running around like people do early in the morning. And I was late that day. And I was headed to a hearing um, with then First Lady Laura Bush and Senator Ted Kennedy and others they were hosting a um, hearing on education and I was going to pick up a client at Union Station and then we were going to head over to the hearing and I was late and when uh, the news broke uh, that the first tower had been struck most of us thought that it was a small plane that had somehow drifted off and lost its way and crashed into the World Trade Center. I was getting dressed and my uh, sister-in-law called and said, turn on the television. And I said, well, I'm really busy. And this is before cell phones. We had pagers back then. I mean, some people had mobile phones, but they were bigger. They were not commonplace. There was certainly no thing called an iPhone at the time. And we had pagers. If you worked on Capitol Hill or if you worked in industry, you had uh, this little device that you put on your waist. And if someone was trying to reach you, by phone, hard lines back then, they would call your pager and it would go off. Well, my pager began to go off. um, And then a few moments later, I had then gone downstairs to watch the television and I saw the second plane hit. And we all knew at that moment, it was instant, you knew, you didn't need anyone to tell you that we were under an attack. And um, of course, the phone starts to ring and People are calling and people are talking. My father called. My mother at the time lived in Alexandria and worked at Hospital Center. And um, she was there and I was trying to get in touch with her, of course. And uh, next thing I know, I'll never forget this. I heard this terrible whizzing sound. It's no other way I can describe it. It was like a big sucking sound. And it was um, an awful sound. And then there was an explosion. And the explosion was so big and so impactful that it knocked me off my footing standing in my living room. And all the car alarms went off uh, in my condo residence area. It it was um, loud, it was uh, powerful. And within moments, the news report said that there was a car bomb that had gone off at the State Department. Well, it wasn't a car bomb. It was a Flight 77, I believe, hitting the Pentagon. Uh, 
and exploding. And because I lived so close, I could feel the impact and, and, and within moments smell the fuselage, smell the, the smell that I'll never forget. And the black smoke was billowing at this time. And I never forget, again, for those of you that are old enough to remember, we had those JVC camcorders. They fit in the palm of your hand at that time. They were no longer the big bulky ones. But I grabbed my camcorder. And I ran out with one of my neighbors um, and hopped in his car. And we just drove up maybe a mile, if that, up to the overpass. And we saw it. And I have video of it. I don't think I've ever watched it again. Uh, but I have it. And as I reflect this morning on that awful, awful day, again, a day that was so beautiful and so normal just a beautiful autumn day on a day that now has become infamous and famous all at once September 11th 2001 Uh, on this day uh, before I talk about my feelings about where we are now uh, 18 years later as a country and as a world I want to give a shout out to uh, one of my best friends T.J. Haygood, whose birthday is today. Uh, Happy birthday, T.J. I know that that was your 40th birthday back then. And uh, tough birthday to have. Tough day. Uh, But happy birthday to you and grateful uh, for your birthday and and the many more that are coming uh, in your future. And uh, wishing you all the best. Your husband... Uh, was then a, a colonel in the United States Army. Probably was a major at that point, I would think. But um, just thank you for your service to this nation as a military spouse, for all you do for our troops in San Antonio, Texas, and uh, for your husband's service, for your son's service, also uh, in the military. And uh, thank you. So here we are. 18 years later, hard to believe, time waits for none of us. Just a couple reflections and uh, then you're free to to go about your day as I will mine. But I just wanted to reflect on this morning about September 11th because it's one of those moments. It's my generation's JFK assassination moment. It's, It's that day where you know exactly where you were, exactly what you were doing exactly who was near you um i had a number of friends who worked in new york at the time um one in the american express building one in a world trade center two uh, luckily they survived that day and when the chaos began with the first plane they were smart enough to get out and to go home and leave which is what they did and uh but i wrote a story a year or two after 9-11 about a couple and I wrote it for NBC News and about a young couple who uh, had just had their first baby boy and uh, it was her first day back to work and her husband stayed with their new son that day uh, as they had a new nanny and they had been having fertility issues Uh, both of them worked uh, in the World Trade Center area and um, 
Her husband said, I'll stay home with the baby today. She had just come off maternity leave, and little did she know when she went to work, it would be her last day. And uh, she, like many others, tried to reach her husband. Like I said, at that time, we didn't have iPhones. We didn't have Samsung Galaxies. We had none of that. Uh, You had to pick up a hard line, and you had to find somebody. And if you got a busy tone, you had to wait. Uh, And uh, she perished in the second World Trade Center attack. These stories are harrowing uh, my colleagues at Holland and Knight, firefighters who were in New York, rushed into the buildings to save people. They died that day. So many stories. Uh, I remember my brother, uh, who was then uh, very new uh, in the United States Army as a young lieutenant, uh, let us know within days that he was heading off Uh, to the Middle East, and uh, it got real. So it touched all of our lives. Some of you lost loved ones. Some of you lost friends, family members, um, colleagues. And again, we never forget. So I wanted to just say that uh, 18 years later, I think that uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure we learned the lessons of that day as a people, as an American people, because although 9-11 was horrible and I'll never forget the silence in Washington when everything was shut down, the airspace was cleared. It was like a ghost town. It was like being in a, there's nothing quite like it. I'm not sure I have the proper words to describe what it was like, but it was just silent. You could hear a pin drop. And September 12th, 2001, this country came together in ways that I had never seen in my lifetime. I'll never forget Maxine Waters, a congresswoman from California, uh, always outspoken, always uh, letting you know what's on her mind. I never forget her standing up and saying someone tried to criticize President Bush and She's, no, no, that's my president. That's our president. We stand with President Bush. And that's the kind of unity that we experienced that day and the days after. And for weeks, this country was united. People were polite in stores. You looked at your neighbor, might grab a stranger's hand. Uh, We all understood the, the seriousness and we all understood the freedom had been changed that day. And then the Patriot Act and Homeland Security was born. Tom Ridge named the Secretary of Homeland Security. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Uh, That day fundamentally changed the way we lived, uh, the way we traveled. There was no TSA before 9-11. There was no checks. You could get out your car, go to the gate with your family, sit down, have coffee, stay there, walk into an airport. It was a different world before 9-11. There were no barriers up and no pylons in front of the FBI or other federal office buildings. None of that existed. And so America changed and the world changed that day. And we still have troops in Afghanistan. We're still in the Middle East and places like Iraq and Syria. And and thinking about our troops today and those that I know who are serving, I know some people very close to me uh, who are serving. And I want to give a uh, shout out to Miles Caggins, uh, who's serving abroad, 
uh, right now and his troops uh, I cannot give out his rank uh, because that is not uh, what you do uh, but he is an officer and um, he's serving and uh, we appreciate you miles and we appreciate your service to your country uh, for all of these years and God bless you and keep you and keep you safe and uh, come back to us soon so just again wanted to uh, just reflect on this day and to remind us that every night that we come home it's a gift every night that you come home to your spouse to your kids to your dog to your family to your parents to your loved ones to your friends whatever it is whoever it is it's a gift no day is promised no moment is promised and no day made that clearer than 9-11-2001. The people who went to bed the night before on September the 10th, uh, the over 260 people or more on the airplanes, excluding the 19 hijackers who took life, uh, those people went to bed like you and I, getting up for their flights, headed on vacation, honeymoons, Uh, rest, respite, business. Um, Over 2,900 plus people uh, went to work, just going to work, lost their lives. More than 5,000 were injured that day. Um, Hundreds have died from uh, illnesses related to the environmental impact of that day. Congress, of course, has allocated funds after much wrangling uh, to the families and the victims of 9-11. Thank you, John Stewart, for your work uh, to make that happen. Um, so, yes, it was a day that, although 18 years ago now, is very present to us, very real. And so I want to just encourage you to be a little kinder, to be a little more thoughtful, to be a little more mindful that your devices and your stuff and your work and your busy mean nothing in the scheme of things. What means something is how you're living, who you're impacting, how you're giving, loving, and caring is changing lives here and now. So... I just want to remind you that when you come home every day, it's a gift because not everybody comes home. And on September 11th, a lot of people didn't come home and they left voice messages. We had voice machines at the time, uh, terrified. I can't imagine. I often think about the people on the airplanes that day and the hell that they endured. Uh, The people who were driven mercilessly into buildings probably didn't know what was happening to them. But those in a lonely field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, did know. Flight 93, and they did something. They acted. They probably prevented a whole lot more death on the ground in the Capitol. (sighs) The destruction of our Capitol, of our White House, would have been devastating. Buildings that were put up. The White House during the presidency of John Adams, the second president, and the Capitol building later. Um, Very serious, very um, profound sacrifice they made that day. And so we remember them. And we 
love them and we thank them. So don't forget this day ever. If you didn't have kids then, your kids are of age, sit down and there are children's books. There are all kind of things you can read them. Talk to them about this day. Talk to them about America and freedom and what it means to be an American. Um, and just go from there. And more importantly, demonstrate by how you live what it means to be a free American. And be kind to your neighbors. Be kind to your colleagues. Reach out your hand. Uh, have coffee with someone that doesn't look like you, that doesn't think like you, that doesn't share your politics. I had a party in my home this past weekend and uh, had um, people that were conservative, Republicans, liberal Democrats, progressives, moderates, uh, black, white, male, female, yellow, red, you name it. Sophia Nelson parties are always diverse because my friends are diverse. And I love bringing people together who normally would never even probably speak to each other. And they had a good time and they're exchanging numbers. And if we could just remember that we have more in common than we don't, we're going to be okay, America. If we can remember that we can't let elections tear us down and partisan fighting tear us down, we're going to be okay, America. If we can just remember who we are and how we began that all of us is created by a, a faithful, loving God who will protect us and keep us if we honor him and his ways. And we do that not by just going to church on Sunday and checking a box, but we do that. We honor God. We honor God by how we live on this earth and by how we treat the least of these among us. So, God bless you on this day. God keep you on this day. Never forget a day that changed all of us and changed America. 9-11-2001. September 11th, 2001. We remember the patriots that gave their life that day. We remember the military men and women that went into war that day that left this country in Afghanistan and Many, many lost their lives to keep freedom free. So don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Uh, thank you and have an amazing day on purpose. Bye-bye now.